Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Jim Lee. He's a financial futurist at Stratfi with 30 years experience. He is also the author of the book, Foresight Investing, A Complete Guide to Finding Your Next Great Trade. I have Kevin Wash. He is a coach, mentor, author, trainer, and speaker, running a consultancy business specializing in sales for international property development. He's based in Spain. And I have Rick Alcantara. He does public relations, digital marketing, and crisis communication at Riff Alcantara Consulting. The question I have for the you three guys today, is competition good or bad within a team? I think 100%, yes, it's good. I think it's essential. I think that it takes a team from being ordinary to being exceptional. I respect the fact that within a team there are individuals, but every person in the team should be challenged to move from being okay to being the best they can be. And I think competition is what does that. And once you've moved people to being the best they can be and you've raised the bar, you're raising the standards of that team and suddenly that becomes the norm. And that's the way a team goes from being good to being great. I, I agree with Kevin that competition can really make a, a team aspire to greater things. But uh, I have found like in coaching sports, that uh, you know, if, if you put too many incentives in place and you just reward the, the biggest achievers, everybody else kind of either will just ride along with them or just you know, feel like they're being left out or not being appreciated. So there is a fine line. And in the corporate environment, the same thing. If a company doesn't articulate really what constitutes success, and uh, is the success of the unit or the team or the division uh, the paramount importance, then just individual achievers aren't going to really matter much if the, if the unit as a whole fails. So um, in my very first job, um, they had a leaderboard on how much sales, you know, different service representatives had, and it was posted in, in the break room and everyone would comment on it. it. It did establish a bit of a pecking order within the organization. It helped people figure out if this was really the career for them or not. But I, I think that there are some social dimensions that need to be handled correctly in order for it to not become dysfunctional, right? Mm. I, I think that it could work under the proviso that you don't let competition get in the way of your personal relationships. I think that competition within a team is actually a negative thing because it leads to undermining looking out for yourself first, not looking out for the team. And I'll give you an example. So uh, I consider Russ and I, so my husband and I, a team. We're, we're a team. We work together. And when we got new phones, the guy that was helping us set it up said to me, oh, Robin, Russ is beating you. And my response to that was, oh, good. He can help me if I get stuck. It never occurred to me that I should compete with him to beat him at setting up my phone first. And right. so I wonder within a team, if you create this hierarchy, to your point, Jim, where people have to win against each other, do they do things that are best for the individual, but not for the team as a whole? I think there's competition within a team as a team. If, if, if we're playing a team sport and we're playing another team, I think the natural competition within our team is for each of us to be the best we can possibly be. So we're in competition, but I'm not in competition with the person next to me. I'm in competition to make sure I'm not the weakest part of my unit. If I'm working in a, a sales environment, which is the genre that I tend to live in, the competition there, yeah, they're against each other. But again, provided it's controlled, I agree with what Rick said, you don't want to start at World War Three and destroy the culture of your company because some person walks away with a television or a trophy. It's, and, the, and they create so much carnage to get it. It's just not worth it. So again, the competition has got to be set up in a way that 
all players get an opportunity to achieve. Plus the tendency of whether you're a, a sports coach or you're a business leader or manager or executive is to continuously reward those high achievers. And if you're cutting them breaks and they're getting all the special benefits and, and the ideal parking spot and everything else, do those things serve to uh, as a disincentive to other folks? Yeah, it's a bit of a power tool. You know, you kind of need to put on your safety goggles when you use it because yes. it could go either way. <laughs> I mean. So how do you know if you have a team, if the competition is derailing the whole or helping them achieve better? How do you know where that line is? I think you can tell sometimes when if you launch a competition within a company and you look at the faces of the people on the day you launch the competition, you tend to get one or two looks. You'll get the, the look of immediate resignation that mm. they've decided, oh, that person over there always wins, so why bother? And then you'll get the look of determination, thinking, okay, that person over there has won the last three times, but you know what? This time I'm going for it. I'll give you an example. I play tennis. And I played tennis with three other guys who were absolutely rubbish. And I was the best. But collectively, we were rubbish. On the next court, there were four guys that were really good. So I had an opportunity to be the best of the worst or move over onto the next court and be the worst of the best. Mm -hmm. So I took the option of being the worst of the best because I knew the only way I could improve would be to go with those guys. But a lot of people would sit there and say, I'm the best of the worst. I'm quite content with that. They probably won't thrive in a competitive environment. And depending on the nature of your business, possibly they're in the wrong department and they might be better suited somewhere else. I think that competition tends to make people work harder, but play a little bit less. My concern is that if you are competing, you're trying to do more of what you have been doing and less likely to experiment, take risks, exercise creativity and try to learn the sport differently. I think some of the signs, at least in a corporate environment is those employees may tune out. Uh, they may defer to somebody else and just say, well, I don't have an opinion or I'll go along with whatever he suggests. Um, of course, if they're also typing their resume uh, on the job, that's probably a sure sign that it's not working. I know for me, so having been a competitive athlete, I obviously have a very strong competitive sense. And what I've learned is it's not good for me to compete against people I care about. And Jim, you know this, you and I have gone out we, with our, our spouses and we've done things and I will step back from competition because I don't want to get into that space where I'm win at all costs and I can very easily step over that line. And so I tend not to compete against people I care about. But tell me, is having a win at all costs mentality, is that a bad thing? I think it's bad for interpersonal relationships. Definitely. Yeah. Isn't that the mentality that drives the people that become the absolute best in their genre in the world? That's why they become the best. And that's an individual, as you said, individual mentality, which means it's not healthy for teams and it's not good for interpersonal yeah. relationships. I'm not sure I'd agree with that, Robin. If you take, mm. we, we've got the World Cup at the moment, we've got football. Okay, so you've got 11 people on a pitch. The glory always goes to the person that scores the goals. So what you want is the best goal scorer on the planet. So that person is driven. If I take Cristiano Ronaldo at this moment, he's driven to be every single record that's ever existed by him contributing those goals. He's helping the team, but maybe but if he's a complete jerk in the, in the <laughs> locker room and treats everybody like crap. He's bad yeah. for team morale yeah, for sure. And for as sure. a sports psychologist, this is the conversation I have with coaches all the time. Do you keep a bad apple because they're really good on the field, on the court, on the pitch, but they're horrible in the locker room, or do you kick them out and get a better team minus the really 
driven competitive bad apple. So Kevin, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, one of the uh, big football stars here in American football was Odell Beckham Jr. Mm, uh, phenomenal okay. player, great receiver. About a year or two ago, had a tantrum right on the field, stripped off his uniform, threw his shirt in his feet, into the seats and quit the team right in the middle of a game. Um, okay. Premier uh, example of, uh, of, of being self-centered. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's no doubt. There's equally, there are great players that play for the team, but I still think they've got a naturally competitive element. I don't think I'd want people in my team that don't have a competitive element. I could probably use them somewhere else, but would I want to pit those against others if I'm in business trying to win contracts, trying to develop my business? If I've got somebody with a non-competitive element, possibly they would be better in another role rather than client-facing. Well, and I think it is possible to be competitive and want to be really good and want to bring the team with you and be competitive and want to be really good and at all costs, drag everybody else down. I'm the best. You get out of my way. I think that's the difference. One of the things that I did many years ago, I was president of a trade association and we were competing against other trade associations in our market in the Philadelphia area for membership, for program attendance, things like that. And uh, when I became president, one of the first things I did is I invited the heads of all of those other agencies or those other associations to meet, brought them all to my house. We had a chat. We talked about, you know, what we were all trying to do and that we're all in this together. We're all trying to provide professional development services. We're trying to attract the members. We're trying to attract people to attend our meetings. And so what we wound up doing is set up joint programs. We set up uh, joint pricing. We held a lot of different things that we did together. And I think everybody benefited in the long run as opposed to competing with each other. Uh, I think each group still aspired to have a good attendance and have stronger membership. But I think we looked at it and just said, okay, we are all here and trying to do the same thing. So how can we do it together and all of us get better at the same time? And that is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. I do think that competition within a team has risks and rewards and is something that has to be carefully managed, as we mentioned. So thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon. Thank you.